you'd be so kind tonight, I'd like to direct our attention to the book of Isaiah chapter 45. I want to read verse 1 in your hearing and share with you what I believe the Lord would say unto us here this evening. I may back up to verse 2 after I have read this and we have prayed. And I want to share with you what I feel that God would say unto us here tonight. Because I'm still believing for more signs, wonders, and miracles to take place in this house. Because I believe that is the heartbeat of God for revival. Praise God. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 11. The prophet said, Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. If you look at the very start of that chapter, you will find that they have written to the anointed of God. Come on, somebody. That's what this chapter is all about. And I believe that God is telling us, uh, just command ye me concerning uh, the works uh, of my hands. Uh, does anybody have a need in the house? Does anybody need God to come on the scene? Uh, then I'm telling somebody uh, that we uh, who are the anointed uh, of God, uh, he said, uh, command ye me. Let's lift up our hands all across this house and thank God for his word. God, you've walked in again on this Monday night with one thing on your mind, and that is to perform the miraculous in our midst. And God, I'm believing. I'm standing on your word. I'm standing on your promises because, God, it's you, and you're here. And help us to use what you have given us and allow you to work. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 2. I will go before thee. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces uh, the gates of brass uh, and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Is God not in control? Has God not worked uh, in our midst? And I will give thee the treasures of darkness uh, and hidden riches uh, of secret places. What did the bishop uh, prophesy around here last night? And yet sometimes uh, I think we take it so lightly Folks, uh, I believe we're living beneath uh, our privilege. Uh, but God uh, is speaking to us uh, and he's saying, uh, if you'll allow me, uh, I'll work mightily uh, in areas uh, you could never imagine. That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, 
which called thee by thy name. Him the God of Israel. Is he not God? Is he not on the throne? Has he not given us promises? I'm preaching to somebody. What are we waiting on? Verse 5, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. (laughs) I said, there is no other God. Ah, I've come to proclaim there's only one God and his name is Jesus. I've come to declare that Jehovah of the old is Jesus of the new and he is the one and only God. Somebody call on his name. Somebody speak his name. Command ye me, saith the Lord, concerning the works of my hands. That they may know that from the rising of the sun and from the west, that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So I'm asking somebody, what else do you need? I walked in here to declare that if you will allow him, nothing is impossible with God in this house tonight. I've come to declare that if you don't know him, my God, don't let this moment pass you by. If you need healing, there's a healer in the house. If you need deliverance, there's a deliverer. Command ye me concerning the work of my head. I take us to the New Testament, Hebrews 4 and 16. Come boldly unto the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I want you to know that when he filled us, he gave us power and authority. The Holy Ghost is more than just to make us feel good, but it is a deposit of power in our lives that God desires for us to put into use. John 14, 13. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my... There are those here tonight that have needs. What are you waiting on? Some of you have come up to me and told me what you have need of in your life. But I'm not the one you need to tell it to tonight. 
If you shall ask anything in my name, if you'll ask anything in my name, I will, I will, I will do it. What more do we need? Oh, I know I understand. Too many times I don't believe we're desperate enough. Too many times we'll say, well, we got tomorrow night. And we got Wednesday night. And When I first started evangelizing, I, I was privileged to meet a man in Brother, Brother M.L. Walls' church by the name of Brother Weininger, Brother Gene Weininger. Brother Gene Weininger related unto me, he said, I had, I had a little farm there outside of Medora and I had a tractor and one afternoon I was out bush hogging in the sage grass down out of my field. And he said over the last few times when I had, I had used my tractor, I'd had a problem with the, the gas cap up on top of the tractor. You folks know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he said, I, I was having trouble keeping the cap tight on the gas tank. Uh, and Brother Weininger said on this particular afternoon, he said, as I was bush hogging, he said that that gas began to come out on top of that tractor and run down on the sides of the motor and he said I thought well you know I'm about to get done and you know how us men are any hard headed men in the house Uh, Brother Saul, you thank you for your, your truthfulness and, and honesty. Uh, some folks are going to go to hell for lying, but you know. Uh, but Brother Weininger said as I continued to drive and, and that gas began to run down, uh, all of a sudden that thing exploded. And he said it blowed back on me. My clothes caught on fire. My body was on fire. And he said, I thought, my God, now what am I going to do? And he said, I, I finally stood up on that tractor realizing uh, that if I don't get this put out, uh, I'm going to burn to death. Uh, and yet he said, I, I realized uh, if I got in the sage grass, uh, I was in trouble again. talking about a desperate moment it's more than just crying out he said but as that moment uh, that I jumped out into that sage grass field uh, I spoke uh, and I screamed uh, the name uh, of Jesus uh, and he said brother shepherd uh, there was a wind uh, that blew that fire that blew that fire out. I'm telling somebody, we got power.
power and authority when we speak and call on the name of Jesus. And I'm challenging somebody in your desperate moment, call on his name. Lift your hands all across this house. Come on, church. Come on, saints. Somebody's going to leave here. Different commanding me concerning the works of my hands. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Command you me. I wish somebody would hear me here tonight. What are we going to do? Command you me. Very precious. Pastor's wife, I called her name, probably everybody in this house would know her. She had a daughter, left the church, went off into drugs, a very sinful lifestyle. Bishop, she said, I, I got under such heavy burden, couldn't sleep at night. Baby's lost. I want to tell somebody if you're dependent on somebody else to do your praying for you, you're probably going to be disappointed. We got too many folks uh, that's expecting our bishop and our pastor uh, to do all the praying. Uh, but I'm telling somebody, uh, there are some responsibilities uh, that fall squarely uh, on the saint of God. And I would have got somebody would pray that prayer tonight. I may call you, but I'm not expecting you to do it all. Because there are going to be times his mind's going to be cluttered with other things. And it may be that he's got a family member. Woo! That he realizes that if he doesn't touch heaven, now nobody's probably going to do it. My God, some of us need to find an altar here tonight. my baby girl my baby girl was out in sin partaking of drugs throwing her life away she said I I got so desperate I showed up at the church and I fell at the altar and I began to cry and I began to weep 
Several days went by. I'd come back every day. Somebody hear me. Don't expect somebody to do what you're supposed to do. She said one, one afternoon as I was praying and I had pleaded and begged and bartered and come on somebody, when you get desperate. She said, I felt impressed, and I flipped that altar over, and I reached inside my purse and pulled out a picture of my baby girl, and I taped her to the bottom of the altar saying, God, here she is. I placed her on the altar. Do what you got to do. But God, I'm doing what I can. Now I'm asking you to do what I can't. She said, I flipped that altar back over. And she said, I can, oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I flipped that altar back over. And she said, on Sunday morning, in the middle of service, before my husband got up to preach, she walked in and sat down on the back row. Oh, God. And she said, by the time that service was over, she jumped up and she ran down the aisle. She said, out of the several altars that we had across the front of that church, you know where she fell? She fell on top of her own picture that was on the backside. My God, I'm preaching to somebody commanding me, saith God Almighty. And I'm preaching to somebody, he's still in control, he's still in charge, commanding me concerning the works of my hands. What do you need God to do here tonight? Lift up your hands and love him with me. Command me. Come on, church family. What are we going to do here tonight? We're going to let them slip into hell? Or are we going to make up our mind? I'm going to make a difference. I'm asking somebody if you don't have no needs, then just go ahead and go to the house. But I'm preaching to somebody that if there's something desperate that you need God to do, I'm 
works of my hands.